0: Wow, wow, you look amazing this morning. Yeah, thank you, I'm seen, thank you, thank you. Um, uh, Is is Daniel out? Where is Daniel? Daniel, birthday Daniel. Is he gone? He's gone. Oh, well, I had a present for him, but man, he's gone. But it's Daniel's birthday. Harrington's birthday, so um, when he comes back in, we'll say happy birthday. Um, Daniel, mate, happy birthday, man. Happy birthday. It's Daniel's birthday right now. I'm not going to sing happy birthday, but um, listen, I'm going to start. I'm going to begin with this. Um, it's Daniel's birthday, so if, if anyone has any spare cash in their pocket, just feel free after the service to just throw money at Daniel. Here's the first bit, bam! Happy birthday! Here's some Yeah, yeah, come on, bro! <laughs> Jesus, wow! And happy birthday to Joel, who had a birthday this week. Where's Joel? Can't even see Joel. Joel is also, uh, and Jazz. And everyone else has had a birthday this week. And everyone else that's had a birthday in the next month too. Bless you all, and happy birthday. <sighs> um, hey, so I've got my, uh, my Viz hat on this morning. And um, I actually like this hat. I don't know if anyone else likes this hat. I love it. Zach loves a hat. It's a kind of a color that's hard to pick other colors, uh, other things to go with this color. Renita, you would love this hat. You should get one of these hats. This would be amazing for you. And um, it's a high vis hat. And uh, it's my, it's actually, uh, Zach bought me this hat because he was, he likes to, um, he likes to make fun of me for my other high vis orange cap that I have. And so he thought it would be funny to buy me a high vis beanie. which I, which I love. I love this high-vis beanie. And um, we're in a high-vis season right now. I'm going to talk about a high-vis season. And, um, and we're in a construction season. We're in a season where we're moving buildings. And we're about to, um, we're about to go into a season of preparation for a fresh habitation. And, um, and we're, we're going to have a season of maybe some hard work. There might be some challenges in the season coming ahead. And we are going to be moving from this actual building right here, the upper room, heaven. And we're going to be moving to uh, to the Red Cross. We're going to be moving to another building, which will be our building. And it's it's like the hospital building. And there's a season of, um, there's a hospital building, for those of you who don't know, it's literally the Red Cross building. So it's literally the, the, the um, it's not a hospital, but it represents health. And, um, and, and I, just, I just want to speak into that. And I believe that we are moving, uh, we are going into a season of preparation for a fresh habitation. But as we together do that, I believe that there is something about you individually also going through that process. And as a world, we're also doing the same thing. Right now, there is so much happening and there's so many things being brought to the surface there's so many things being revealed and there's so much deep-seated, subconscious, previously unseen pain that is rising up to the surface in the season and is all of a sudden being felt and seen. And it's not like it wasn't there before, but it's that, it, it's that it wasn't recognised before. And the source of dysfunction, the source of chaos, the source of a whole bunch of evil in the world is all coming to the surface in the season. And I want to I talk about that. I believe we're in a season of healing. Every time we're in a season of revealing, by default it means we're in a season of healing. Because like my good friend Ricky Paul says, if he reveals it, he heals it. Every time pain is revealed in your life, you can be, you can be guaranteed, you can be rest assured, you can, you can rest your hope in this fact that every time pain is revealed in your life, there is grace to be healed. God never allows pain to be revealed unless He has provided grace to be healed. This is encouraging for those of you who are going through pain. There are some of you who right now are going through challenges. You're going through uh, hard times. You're going through um, maybe seasons where, where deep-seated things that have been in your life for maybe even decades are, in this current season right now, like rearing their heads. And um, if that's not you, then, um, then I just wouldn't be surprised if that begins to happen. And, I, and, and my, my uh, no, at the end of this, of this message, my prayer is that those of you who are in the room who are going, no, that's not going to happen to me, you would be like, yeah, bring it on. Because with pain, there is a promise of healing. And how many of you want to stay broken? How many people want wholeness? How many people want healing? How many want to? How many people want to move into the fresh and into the new and on into the promised land that God has for you? To do that, you have to deal with the pain. You have to man up to the pain. I drink to that. My prayer is that at the end of this, you'll be so excited when when you have pain triggers in your life over the next few weeks, next few months that it would literally get you so excited that you'd be like, yes, man, I've been waiting for this pain to surface. Yes! God has positioned me to move through this pain into victory. That's my prayer for you this morning. I wanna talk about the relationship between healing and revealing um, and what receiving grace in a time of healing might look like, practically. So, yeah, yeah. And um, if, if, I, if I had prepared enough, I would have got everyone one of these high-vis hats for this season, because it is one of those seasons. Um, so we're in a season of light. I want to, um, you can just either make a rustling sound or actually turn in your Bibles, which I, f- I feel like the percentage of people that actually turn in their Bibles at moments like this is getting less and less in the world. But um, maybe you've all just memorised the Bible so well that like, you don't need to rustle anymore. You don't need to rustle, hustle the rustle. But for those of you that have memorised the entire Bible and aren't turning there, just um, just make a rustling sound. We're going, to Deuteron- we're going to turn to Deuteronomy 29. Yeah, we're going to Deuteronomy. Come on, man. Deuteronomy, no, the Passion Translation hasn't gone to Deuteronomy yet. But Deuteronomy 29, 29:29 29 says this The secret things or the concealed things belong to the Lord our God but those things which are revealed belong to us and to our children forever that we may do all the words of the law or that we may follow God's ways The things that aren't yet revealed the things that are concealed God's got those in other words, hey, don't worry about digging into the darkness to find stuff that God hasn't surfaced yet. Don't, don't navel gaze. Don't try and find pain that isn't surfacing because God's got that stuff covered. Don't worry about that stuff. That's God's stuff. But when stuff gets revealed, in the revealing, He gives it to you. In other words, uh, He doesn't just give you the pain, but He gives you the victory to walk through the pain. You now, you are now the master of that. You are now walking through. You have now victory. That's pretty awesome, eh? <clears throat> um, my my uh, my good friend, uh, where's wakes? Wakes, dobro utra. Dobro utra. We always speak passion to each other. <laughs> and. Um, my good friend Wakes, he, says, he said this to me once and it stuck with me ever since he said it to me. Wakes actually has such a gift of teaching on his life. And, um, and he said to me, you know, darkness is not evil. Darkness is just not light. <laughs> darkness is not evil, but evil cannot exist outside of darkness. Darkness is the space that evil exists in. And if you take away the darkness, evil can't live. But darkness in and of itself is not evil. And we're in a season right now, and, and I think we're in a, I would call it this, we're in a season of light. We're in a season where God is shining on the world right now. We've been praying for this season for a long time. And it's amazing what happens when God starts shining because the darkness starts going. But then when the darkness goes, you have a, you have a scramble. You have like this, um, this, this, this uh, desperate fight of evil to try and hold its ground. And it has absolutely no hope of holding its ground, but you have this display of all this kind of craziness that just goes on as the darkness lifts and the evil loses its hiding place. All of a sudden, evil spazzes out. <laughs> and you have like um, right now, one, of the, one of, to me, one of the most exciting things in the wing. Um, is the beginning of God shining light on the human trafficking um, and on the trafficking of children. And, um, and I just think it's, it's uh, I mean, there is, there is some major kickback. There is some, ma- there, evil is throwing a, a pretty sizable tantrum right now. But it's been revealed. There's a revealing in the season. And, it, and, it's, and it's so encouraging to me because every time there's a revealing, every time light shines, the light has grace in it. And there is actually healing available for the planet right now. I could probably preach a whole message just on that one actual thing, on human trafficking. It's just insane. But um, if He reveals that He heals it, the gift of pain revealed can save you the devastation of brokenness concealed. The gift of pain revealed can save you the devastation of brokenness concealed. And so when God starts revealing, don't turn your back on what He's revealing. Don't avoid the pain that He's revealing because He's revealing it so that you don't need to go through the pain that that concealed brokenness will bring to your life if it's not revealed and then healed. It's funny to me how God doesn't, um, I don't know if you've noticed this. I've noticed this. Uh, I'll be the only one that's noticed this. But I've noticed, and sometimes I've winched and complained about this. I, I have noticed that God doesn't um, like take pain and hardship away. Um, I've noticed that sometimes He does. You know, when, I, when I'm talking about things like cancer, sickness, disease, I mean, God never gives you that. And God always intends to take that away from you straight away. That's just a given. I'm not talking about that stuff. There are some things that happen that God's like, hey, I'll take that away immediately. But there are other things, there are other hardships and other pains that you go through that like, uh, like Paul's thorn in the flesh. And there's all different types of examples in the Bible, the cross of Christ. There's all these different examples in the Bible of um, God not taking the pain and not taking the hardship away. and But what He does instead is He hides in it. He hides in the pain. And if you can find Him, He doesn't hide from you, but He does hide for you. And if you can find Him in the pain, then He heals the pain within you and leads you through that place of pain and brokenness into victory. And you then hold Goliath's head in your hand as, as, a, as authority and victory in that place that you were once defeated in. But, but the, trick is, the trick is, the temptation in that space is always to run away and avoid the feeling of pain. But my encouragement to you today and my, um, my, um, my hope for you is that when the pain surfaces, you wouldn't do the normal human thing and avoid the pain. But you would press into it knowing this, that if I press into the space, God is hiding from me in the space. And if I find Him in the space, I will find victory that I don't have to walk around this mountain for 40 years but I can actually enter into my promised land. Sometimes, and I want to just go a little bit deeper, talk about some of the ways that He does this. Um, Sometimes, uh, He's so for our healing. He's so for our wholeness. He's so for our forward progress. He's so for us coming into our promised land. In fact, He wants you in your promised land more than you want to be in your promised land. He wants you whole more than you want to be whole. He wants the promises and the prophecies and the blessings that have been spoken of your life to come to pass way more than you do. Sometimes He wants that so much that He speeds up the process of healing. Sometimes when we're like, God, just just the, the light of Your face shine on me. Be careful. You know what you're asking for. Um, I want to just share an example, uh, a scriptural example uh, of God speeding up the process in someone's life. And then we're, we're going to go from there. So let's go to, again, rustling sounds. For those of you that have memorised the entire Bible and um, others of you who haven't, if you've got an electric uh, electronic Bible, then also make the rustling sound. And if you've got the retro Bible, then turn the pages loudly and don't avoid making noise. So Luke 22... Luke 22, and um, this is the story of Peter. This is the story of the betrayal of Jesus, and there's a sword in the story, which always makes for a good story. So in verse 30, we'll start in verse 35. And Jesus said to them, when I sent you without money bag, knapsack and sandals, did you lack anything? They said, nothing. Nothing. So in other words, Jesus is saying, I've prepared you for what's about to come. I've taught you that when I, when I, when I send you somewhere, when I say something, to provision to accomplish what I've said is in the saying. I go with you where I send you. And He's, he's, he's pointing them back to that to say this, you need to trust, guys, that, that God is with you. I'm with you. Okay, that's, that's a good one. Um, then He said to them, but now he who has... Listen, to, this is... Okay, guys, what I'm about to say is very interesting. It's crazy. Interesting is always an interesting word that you use when you can't think of another word. Um, then He said to them, but now he who has a money bag, let him take it. And likewise a knapsack. And he who has no sword, let him sell his garment and buy one. So Jesus is saying to the crew, guys, you, What's, what's coming, you know? Get, get a sword. Get weaponized, Get some self-defence. You know, learn Kung Fu. Do, like, get dangerous. Get a sword. You're going to need a sword. Okay, yeah, this is interesting. For I say to you that this which is written uh, must still be accomplished in me. And he uh, and he was numbered amongst the transgressors for blah, 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 blah. In verse 38. And they said... Lord, look! Here are two swords, and he said to them, "It is enough." He's he's pointing them back to you. Didn't lack anything before. You're not lacking anything now. Oh, the two swords—it's enough. Now you can you can you can you can just pick up in the story, and you can kind of assume you kind of know who. Uh, who snaffled up those, at least one of those swords, you know. You just know that Peter was at least one of the guys that got one of the swords. You know, the other guy's like, you guys, I'm Peter. I'm going to be taking one of these and you guys can fight over the other one. But I've got this one, you know. And um, and then we go to verse 48. And Jesus is, uh, in verse 48 it says, But Jesus said to him, Judas. Are you betraying the Son of Man with a kiss? Judas is betraying Jesus. The Roman centurions are there and, you know, all the stuff. And when those around Him saw what was going going to happen, they said to Him, Lord, shall we strike with the sword? You can't blame them for that, eh? Because Jesus has literally just told them to get swords. You can't blame them for this. And one of them, now we all know who it was, eh? (laughs) Hey, One of them, one of them. One of them <laughs> struck, struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his right ear. You can guarantee that he wasn't going for the ear. You know, you can guarantee that he was going for the head. It's the mercy of God that, yeah, woohoo! Party! <laughs> I'll drink to that. You can guarantee that Peter wasn't going for the ear. You can guarantee he, wasn't, he was going for more the neck, you know, the neck region. And, um, and, and Jesus said to him, and, sorry, and Jesus answered and said, permit even this, and he touched his ear and healed him. Okay, so stop. We're just going to stop there. We're just going to think about this for a second. This is such a peculiar story, you know. One second, Jesus is like, hey, remember when I sent you out with nothing? You didn't lack anything. Remember that. Then he's like, "Now, what I want you to do: sell, sell what you need to sell. Buy swords." Well, there's two swords here. Oh, that'll do. Don't worry about selling anything. Just those two swords will be fine. And in the back of his mind, you can kind of assume Peter. Uh, Jesus is like, "Yep, my plan is going to work. I guarantee Peter's going to get one of these swords." <laughs> and then, and then, and then Peter grabs a sword, and Jesus gets betrayed. And Peter's like, this is, this is why. Oh my gosh, Jesus, the Master, the Lord, my Lord knew what He was doing. He provided the sword for this moment. I will, I've been prepared for this moment. And He's like, I was born for this. All that, all that fighting in my old life, it prepared me for this season right now, for this time right now, where my master's been betrayed and I've been provided with the sword of the Lord. And I'm now gonna take the head of my enemy. You know, and He's like, poof, oh, dang, I got His ear. And then Jesus is like, hey, Buddy, permit even this. And Peter, you can, you can imagine, imagine if you're Peter, you're like, hey, you literally just gave me the sword. What are you, what are you doing? I'm trying to defend you with the sword you gave me. And, and Jesus is like, permit even this. And then Jesus grabs the ear. Now, this is, this is just like crazy. Jesus grabs the ear. And I don't know if there was any looking back, kind of like, Peter, come on, man. You know, I don't know if there was any of that going on. You just, there's no, there's no kind of details, but I would love to have been a fly on the wall in this, in, in this um, situation. And he grabs the air and just goes, puts it back on. He puts, did you get that? He puts the air back on. He literally puts Jesus, this is not a fairy tale. This actually happened. He puts the air back on the guy's head and it, and it stays on. That is crazy awesome. That's amazing. And Peter's left there thinking, what the hang's going on here? And then if you read on the story, you read that Peter de- denies Jesus three times. And then and then you read at the end, uh, Peter's fishing, Jesus meets him and uh, is cooking breakfast for him and restores him. This, and there's this massive healing that takes place in the heart of Peter. What I want to suggest is that this is, Something began right in this moment for people. Sometimes, sometimes we have a sword in our hearts that we don't know is there. And to get the sword out of our hearts that we don't know is there, God puts a sword in our hand. And when He puts a sword in our hand, the sword in our heart is revealed. And when the sword in our heart is revealed and no longer concealed, it can be healed. Sometimes when you have internal brokenness that you don't know is there, God leads you into options and opportunities in the external. And those options, those opportunities illuminate to you what's within you that you didn't know was there. That's why there's two trees in the garden. You know, Pe- Pe- Je- you know Jesus is like, Peter, I need, to, I need to take the sword out of your future. So to take the sword out of your future, I need to put a sword in your present. And I need to show you, and I need to I need to show you a better way than the sword. You know, Jesus wanted um, Jesus wanted to take the temptation for independence out of the human race. So he put the tree of independence in the middle of the garden, and said, "Don't eat from that tree." Now. What's going to happen when you say, don't eat from that tree? Then you eat from the tree. If there's any temptation for independence on the inside of your heart, you're going to eat from that tree. And when you eat from that tree, something happened in the human heart that illuminated a deep-seated, there was a brokenness on the inside of there. And in that place, with the free choice of love, we get to freely choose God from that place. God has now taken independence out of our future because he gave us options. And this is one of the things that happens. And you know, what is a sword, what is a sword, what does Peter's sword represent to us? It represents like the whole temptation to do it your way, the whole temptation to make your own way forward, the whole temptation to when the pressure comes on you and you start getting desperate, and you start feeling like, man, where's my provision? Where's what I need right now? And you start feeling like you're in a place of need. That's a temptation to make your, to carve your own way forward. And for so many people, including myself, it's so tempting to do that at the expense of following God's way forward. And God was like, if you'll just, if you just wait a little bit longer, if you'll press in a little bit deeper, you'll find that I'm actually hiding in this feeling of need and this feeling of brokenness and this feeling of desperation. I'm actually in that, I'm in the tight spot. I'm in, the, I'm in between the rock and the hard place. You'll find me in between the rock and the hard place. If you will press into the space in between the rock and the hard place, there I am. And I will lead you through. But to take the sword out of your inside, I've got to put a sword in your hand first. And sometimes God literally tests us like that. And you see these moments right throughout Scripture where God actually tested people. Now, when you're in a test, now, some hardship that you go through is not from the Lord. Let me just be clear about that. I'm not talking about every hard thing that you go through. If you're sick, that's not from the Lord. Man, I've just, my thought was literally just raptured out of my head. (laughs) And you guys intercede for me right now. It's a test. It's a test. I'm pressing in right now, Andy. It's a test. I'm pressing in. It's a test. <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> yeah. No. <clears throat> when God gives you a test, there's, on, there's only one option, and that's to be blessed. You're never not blessed when God gives you a test. You, you, you have the opportunity in the test, you have the opportunity either to celebrate or calibrate. But the test will always leave you blessed. If you choose the wrong thing and you cut the guy's ear off, if you, if you choose your own way above the Lord's way, if the, if the brokenness comes to the surface and you realise in the test, oh man there's something in there that I'm ashamed of or I'm not proud of or I'm I'm not functioning properly on the inside because of this test. Man, this thing that I've been led into a test from the Lord and it's revealed something on the inside of me and dang, that's painful. Then you're blessed and you have the opportunity to recalibrate. And if you go into a test and you choose the right thing and as you're about to pull the sword out of your pocket, you, oh no, there's a higher way. And you drop the sword and you pass the test. You're blessed. You can celebrate. You can either calibrate or celebrate, but either way, you're blessed. The test is always to leave you blessed. It's never, God never reveals anything just to rub it in your face. God never reveals anything just to show you, oh, see, you suck. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, look at you. Yeah, moron. (laughs) You know, that's what the enemy will do. But God will never do that, you know. <laughs> when, when God When God reveals what's in your heart, it's always to leave you blessed, and there's always the promise of healing there. So <clears throat> high verse. You know, the concealed things that belong to the Lord, don't worry about those, but when things are revealed, they belong to you and to your children. The cool thing is, too, this is a generational thing. The fights that you win, the, the victories that you win in this season right now aren't just your victories. They're victories that will be inherited for generations to come. Um, so, I mean, th- think about like family um, family curses and family, you know, there's, there's all types of like, uh, what do you call them? Um, uh, um, traditions, uh, practices, habits. Habits that get passed on, like family habits and family ways of life that get passed on that people, you know, sometimes we call them like family curses or whatever. I mean, you can break those things right now because there's a pain that gets revealed in those habits and in that pain, Jesus is hiding in that pain. There's a light in that pain. Sometimes when you avoid the dark, you disqualify yourself from the light that's hiding in the dark. God hides light in the dark places. And as you dig into those places, you find a light that will take you out of your night, you know. And um, <clears throat> when you can see it, you can smash it. Hey, come on, I love it. <laughs> it's always a blessing when God gives you eyes to see. Apart from, you know, of course, Andy's message when, when, uh, when you have eyes to see, and that's not a blessing, which is a really good message. Well, it's actually, you know, when someone else gives you eyes to see, it's not a blessing. But when God gives you eyes to see, it's always a blessing. And um, here's, what I, here's what I really want to say, and I'll just get the band up now. And yes, I have personally won a victory today at the fact that I have two minutes and 34 seconds left. So can I just get the band up? And um, thanks, Renita. Thank you. It's for my kids too. It's a victory for my kids too. Come on. For my children and their children. And <laughs> I was going to wrap it, but I'm not going to. Um, so here, here's what I want to say. I want to pray for you in a moment. I want to pray that, that God would literally impart not just some like abstract hope, but that He would impart into you His own hope for you. That, he would, he, that you would actually feel the feeling of a hope coming into you that is the hope that God has for you when He sees you. That He would actually put within you the way He sees your future. That you would actually uh, feel the feeling on the inside of you that God feels as He stands with you in whatever you're going through, God has a feeling in Him. God feels the pain that you're going through. God feels the journey that you're walking. God's in it with you. He's not just in the future. He wasn't just in the past. He is alive in the present. And He feels the present as you feel the present. He's in the present with you. And and my prayer is that you would feel the feeling that's in the inside of His heart, that you would feel that on the inside of your heart today. That's gonna be my prayer. And so... Um, and the other encouragement that I have for you in light of what I've said is when you've got the upper hand, don't tap out. When you're in a boxing fight and you're the guy that's winning, the dumbest thing to do is to tap out then. What I wanna encourage you with is this, if something is being revealed on your life or in next week or the week after that, as we go into a season of preparation for a fresh habitation, if something gets revealed in your life, you 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 can guarantee you now have the upper hand. You are now, as soon as it's revealed, you might not feel like you're winning, but you're winning. As soon as it's revealed, you you are you can be rest assured, you now have the you are now winning the fight. It's victory is inevitable for you. And at that point, many people tap out. And I just get this image of like the enemy laughing, going like, ha! This is crazy. These guys are, so, what, what are they? I can't believe it. We're about to lose and they keep tapping out just as we're about to lose and we keep winning. And let's just change the story. As soon as the light comes, your victory is at hand. The grace is available for you to step into the healing that's available to you. Everything you've been longing for is now provided for you. You have the upper hand, but you lose the upper hand if you all of a sudden tap out. So when you have the upper hand, do not tap out, press in. And when you press in, you will find a treasure in there. There are treasures hidden for you in dark places. When you tap in, when you you press into that space, even as painful as it might be, you got to just dig deep. And as you dig deep, you'll find a grace that's hiding there for you. That feeling of light is to show you and to tell you and to communicate to you, you're just about there. It's right here. That feeling of pain that you're feeling is the enemy scrambling for his life because he's being revealed. That feeling of pain and brokenness that you're feeling is the feeling of the the substance of grace and hope that's right there that is actually beginning to dismantle and disarm the brokenness that has existed within you. It's the feeling of the sword coming out. So when you're in the fight, don't tap out. Stay in the ring. Stay in the ring. We're in a season of preparing for a fresh thing that God's doing. And it just makes absolute sense. I'm not just talking about our church right now. I'm talking about the whole entire world is in this season. You can can string all the pearls together. You can string the COVID-19 story. You can string... Um, the the human trafficking story right now. You can put all these different stories together and you can see, man, there is some darkness being taken away right now. And there is a revealing of pain right now. And in that, there there is an extension of grace from heaven to earth in this season and we're alive to see it. If you've been feeling hopeless in this season, I just wanna say, be filled with hope. We're in the best, we are possibly in the greatest season this world has ever been in. We're about to see some of the most incredible victories the planet has ever seen. You're about to step into some of the most amazing personal victories that you've ever experienced. Just, just do this one thing for me. Don't avoid the pain. All right, can you stand with me? Oh man, almost, I almost did it plus two minutes 43 seconds dang it so so close so close he's revealing something in me i'm being healed right now yeah yeah jesus just close your eyes of me and i'm not going to take long for this just because of the sake of time but um but i just want to quickly pray for you and i and i just uh feel like God's been ministering to some people as I've been talking. And, and as I said, my prayer really for today and what I feel like God is doing today is He just wants to give you hope. Some of you already feel hope coming into you. You feel like, man, what I was despising and what was causing me despair, like it just feels like I'm now hopeful about about the thing that I was hopeless in. But I'm just gonna pray for you right now. Lord, I just declare, Holy Spirit, I ask You to come and I love Your presence, God. I ask You to come with Your presence right now, Holy Spirit. I ask You to physically come. I ask You by the Spirit, Holy Spirit, come around every single person's heart right now. Holy Spirit, come into every single mind right now. Holy Spirit, come into every single body right now. Holy Spirit, come around every relationship right now. Holy Spirit, we invite You to come. Holy Spirit, You are the light. I declare the light of heaven the light of the Father's face, I declare the light of the glory of God coming all over you right now. And I declare the spirit of hopelessness and the spirit that has caused you and blocked you from experiencing God's hope for you, I declare that that has been broken right now. Every chain has been broken right now in Jesus' Name. And I declare light flooding into your being, into your consciousness, into your mindset in the Name of Jesus, that you would have a glistening hope for your future and a glistening hope for Your victory in this right now season in the Name of Jesus. I pray, God, that You would put on every person's head a metaphorical fluoro orange beanie and mark them in a season of light, God. This is a season of light. I declare right now and I prophesy right now over this community right now and over our city right now, this is a season of light. And I say to You right now, I declare into your wairua, into your spirit right now, arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Even even when deep darkness covers the people, there is a light shining in you. I declare there is a light alive in you. No matter how much darkness you feel, there is a light in you and there is a light on you. I declare that they would feel, God, the warmth and the radiance and the Hope of that light in the name of Jesus. Thank you, God. There's just rare There's someone here, I just believe, with um. actually like it feels like you've got cotton wool in your ears or there's like a, a dullness or a deafness in your ears. Just quickly, who is that? Awesome. Anyone else? Awesome. Thank you, Lord. Right now. Yeah. <laughs> just healing, healing, healing healing, 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 healing in Jesus' name, healing Jesus' name. And just real quick, I know I say real quick so many times, but very quickly, I want to ask, well, everyone's just eyes are closed. If there's anyone here and you don't know Jesus, you feel like you've been walking through life on your own. You feel like, man, God feels so far away from me, but if I could know God, I just would love to know God, you know, if, If God wanted to be my friend, if God wanted to be my leader, I would want to follow God everywhere. God wants to be your leader. He wants to be your friend. He wants to step into your life. He's the Father you always wanted. And He loves you so much. And Jesus made a way for you to know the Father by dying on a cross. And if that's you and you want to begin a relationship with God this morning, then I just want to give you that opportunity. We do this every week. If you want to do that this morning, if there's anyone here, I just want you to just quickly raise your hand. Everyone's eyes are closed. But just want to see you. just want you to uh, just raise your hand. and um, Thank you, Jesus. Awesome. All right, guys. We are going to finish officially with a song this morning. If anyone wants any kind of extra prayer, then feel free to come up to the front. But we're going to finish with the song. Have an amazing week. God bless you.